So I don't want to be overly uh, rough on the president. But I have to say that he is the worst president that we've had in the history of our country. He's destroying our country. Other than that, how do you think he's doing as president? Well, you know. Terribly, that's how. Well, well, well. Happy Tuesday to you all and welcome back. We continue to be available at 888-630-9625 because conservative talk radio is uh, the most open, democratic, see, form of media anywhere. Does Jake Tapper take phone calls from viewers? few though they may be, while on the television, spreading lies, trampling speech, uh, you're a Democrat party. I have a lot that I would like to get into having to do with last night and the Iowa caucuses. The Associated Press shut down the Iowa caucuses by declaring Trump to be a winner 31 minutes into the process uh, while it was really just getting underway. Our news media tampers in so many different ways with our with our political processes and last night was no exception i will share that with you and um boy oh boy boy oh boy all right now let me go to uh, let me go to audio from last night let's go to president trump because the news media was shocked and i've got to say i was watching president trump last night and when he began he came out took the stage began his speech and I said, wow, this is a kind of a different tone than the tone that we're accustomed to from President Trump. He didn't come out swinging. He uh, came out hugging. He came out with a hug for everybody. And I said, wow, listen to that. Uh, interesting moment. President Trump, let's go to soundbite number one. We call it soundbite number one because it's the first soundbite on our uh, sheet of many soundbites. How many, uh, how many soundbites do we have today? We call them cuts. We call them a- actualities. We have 25 uh, sound bites for you today. And I want to start with President Trump because last night after it was clear that he had won and the Associated Press had uh, foolishly, recklessly, uh, deviously declared him the winner prematurely, uh, even though you know it, it was right, it turned out to be obviously right, and everybody, I think, pretty much knew that he was going to win uh, handily. But never mind that. President Trump, I'll get into what the media had to say. As we go, President Trump last night uh, coming out to say, hey, Iowa, thank you. I won. I really think this is time now for everybody, our country to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems. Wow. See, the media will attack him for that. In fact, they did right away. You don't even have to wait because, you know, that, wait a minute, Republicans, Democrats, liberal, conservative come together and solve the problems that we need to solve? Well, that's not what Joe Biden and the Democrats are saying. They want to burn police cars and support Hamas and kill the Jew. That's one of their big things these days for the, for the Democrat Party, as they're called. Yeah, so uh, conservatives and liberals coming together, Republicans and Democrats come together. The, uh, again, that's a Beatles song, and, 
and President Trump last night. And then very gracious with, uh, you know, Rhonda Sanctimonious and uh, Nikki Haley and the, and the gang. I want to congratulate Ron and Nikki for having a, a, good, a good time together. We're all having a good time together. And uh, I think they both actually did very well. I really do. I think they both did very well. We don't even know what the outcome of second place is. It's a little early. It's we know what first place is. And it came out and uh, we had a good time together. Very nice. Very nice sounding like mending fences, you know. That's another thing that he's going to have to do when he becomes president again is mend fences along our southern border because the Democrats have been selling off pieces probably to their Chinese uh, benefactors. And the Biden family, a lot of millions of dollars, a lot of money from the Chinese communists because the Bidens aren't on our side. The Bidens are on the Bidens' side, but not ours. And uh, Vivek, who dropped out of the race Last night, and we'll have a little bit of him dropping out of the race and declaring his his support will now go entirely to President Trump. I also want to congratulate Vivek because he did a hell of a job. He came from uh, zero and he's uh, got a big percent, probably eight percent, almost eight percent. And that's a, an amazing job. They all did. They're all very smart, very smart people, very capable people. Now, this is not the normal president, you know, uh, uh, where's President Trump and what have you done with him, uh, I think was uh, coming to mind. But, you know, you're, you're on a roll, you're winning, and who knows where DeSantis may end up, and um, maybe not Nikki Haley, but in, the, in a, the, the next Trump administration, the next Trump term. And uh, Vivek, he could end up in a, in a place in the government, certainly, with uh, great responsibility. Nikki, I'm, I'm not so sure for a whole bunch of reasons. But President Trump being very gracious last night, sounding warm and fuzzy, right? And, uh, and Michael was listening to it this morning and saying, hey, wow, listen to this. Is that President Trump? And I was watching it last night saying, wow, listen to this. This is something. Um, and, you know, Melania, Melania Trump's mother passed away. And President Trump wanted to go to um, gatherings, wake, and so on. And a left-wing radical judge uh, mandated that he, you know, this court proceeding will go forward on the day that you'd like to have a a postponement of this court date because you'd like to go mourn the loss of your mother-in-law, of your wife's mother. And uh, the left-wing radical judge said, no, no, the court will go ahead as planned. We don't care about you. That's uh, an exact quote, I think. Uh, President Trump. I think most importantly, I want to thank my incredible wife, uh, First Lady, I'll say former and maybe future. Former and maybe future. Than Melania, I want to thank her incredible, beautiful mother who passed away a few days ago. And she's up there, way up there. She's looking down, and she's so proud of us. And I just want to say to Amalia, you are special, one of the most special people I've ever known. Uh, very nice, sounding like a, uh, a nice husband and son-in-law. And, um, and the crowd was, was polite because they're Iowa people. They're Midwesterners. They're, they're not New Yorkers, so they're not looting the drugstore or burning Police cars. Normally, it's police cars they burn, right? As the cars they like to burn most. 
And then uh, next step, New Hampshire. So it's now off to New Hampshire, a great place. We won it last time, and uh, we won it both times. And uh, we love it. The people are great. But you know, the truth is the people in our country are great. They're all great. People in our country are great. They're all great. Not all. I would say not all. The ones uh, protesting in favor of Hamas, they're, they're Democrats. Those are not great people. They're genocidal racists. Uh, they got some of those at MSNBC, too, don't they? Uh, and uh, President Trump, this makes him go crazy. In fact, this made CNN and Jake Tapper go crazy. They they went into some kind of a gender panic when President Trump said this. We had a great, we were a great nation three years ago, and now we're a nation in decline. We are going to turn it around so fast. It's going to happen so fast. We're going to drill. We're going to make great, we have great wealth. We're going to drill. We're going to use that money to lower your taxes even further. We gave you the biggest tax cut in history. And we're going to lower them further, and we're also going to pay off national debt. It's about time. It's about time. $34 trillion. Hey, wait a minute. That wasn't the part where uh, where uh, he started talking about the border. Well, we'll get to the Jake Tapper, because they had to bail out of, they didn't have to do anything. They chose to bail out of President Trump's speech because he made mention of the border. And CNN is covering up uh, the border catastrophe and attacking Republicans for doing anything about Biden's border catastrophe. You know, we're looking at having more illegal aliens invade our country, infiltrate our country in the four years of Joe Biden's presidency. That number may be greater than the total number of immigrants that came through Ellis Island over the course of more than 60 years, more than half a century. A total of 12 million people came through Ellis Island while it was open for generations for more than half a century. And we may see a number greater than that come, and they came in legally, not illegally. They came in legally. They signed the guest book. We checked them out. We checked them for diseases. You know, young Vito Andolini, who naturally grew up to be uh, Vito Corleone in The Godfather, he was put in quarantine at Ellis Island because we checked people for diseases. Joe Biden spreads them around the country and then complains that uh, they end up in Democrat-run sanctuary cities because they're all mentally ill, honestly. Now, um, CNN uh, put together a little a little item this morning. It's uh, on their 6 a.m., 6 a.m. hour. I, I did a little watching there, too, uh, Sylvia, and some MSNBC for me today as well. Um, CNN, uh, their, their summary of last night's festivities. I want to congratulate Ron and Nikki for having a, a, good, a good time together. We're all having a good time together. And uh, I think they both actually did very well. They're all very smart, very smart people, very capable people. This is uh, CNN this morning with their, their ceremonies, and, and they were confused. They were befuddled. They, they had looks on their faces that revealed their confusion because President Trump was sounding nice and conciliatory and, and uh, things. Um, and, in fact, they brought this guy, Phil Mattingly, on, who was, was shocked by what I don't think he watched anything last night. He was just watching their – he's one of their pseudo-journalists, and uh, he was he, – he was, uh, just dumbfounded, 
It was, at least for a moment, a striking conciliatory tone from the former president calling for unity after a decisive victory in Iowa last night. Yeah, a conciliatory tone is a, a, a striking uh, conciliatory tone. They they hate him, you know, because they hate most people and all Republicans and things, especially if you're running for office. They're there to wipe you out. Like the Washington Post on the front page today, pressure is on to stop front runners march. They couldn't even bring themselves to use Trump's name. But it is a front page story in the Washington Post about how Trump must be stopped. That's their that's their story. Brett Baer is an anchor man at Fox News and anchoring from Florida. He's a Florida anchor. They kind of put they put Washington behind you. This has become a big thing in the news media. I think it might have started with Joe and Mika uh, doing their show from Florida and putting pictures of the U.S. Capitol behind them. And now everybody's doing it because they're all moving to Florida because they make a lot of money and they want to pay no state income taxes because that way they make a lot more money. Uh, Brett Baer um, on the Ron and Nikki moment. The former president saying Ron and Nikki are, quote, very good people. No nicknames uh, used. Yeah. Uh, they had a wonderful time together. I want to congratulate them for having a great time together. Yeah, he said, he says time. we're all having a great time together here. <laughs> the great time they had together, $25 million and $30 million mm. on attack ads against each other and very few attack ads against the former president. Yeah, and apparently 120 or $125 million uh, spent in Iowa on TV ads because... I guess that's good for the local TV stations. Dana Perino, she used to be White House press secretary. President Trump, what I saw tonight, not only was he gracious to the competitors who he had called to sanctimonious and bird brain, but he also uh, talked about the future. And he's pivoting to the general already tonight, and he's excited by talking about what he's going to do. It did sound like that. I've got to say that... Um, he sounded, I, I actually heard somebody say that he sounded presidential, and they didn't want to say that. But he was uh, striking a very different tone, and perhaps it is the tone for the general election. And and if true, I've got to say, you know, President Trump has locked in. I know I'm voting for him. He's on the ballot. I'm voting for him. Uh, everybody that knows they're voting for President Trump already know they're voting for President Trump. But... If and at last night it sounded like he dialed it down from 11 to 9. And if he, if not, we'll see if that holds. Uh, it would be an interesting turn of events, I've got to say. I'm not counting on it. I don't think that tone will, will stay necessarily. But if it did, it would confuse the hell out of the media. I'll tell you that much. And it might actually bring in a whole lot of new voters who would shrug and say, well, you know, this guy, this guy I'd vote for. I've got a lot of no, that's the the media wasn't all friendly and nice. I've got the other side of that coin and the news media from last night coming right up. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Bob, 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 Bob. Also, I want to I want to mention something today about my family, uh, which I kind of stumbled across yesterday, and I think is kind of interesting. Uh, let's go to the uh, Let's go to the telephones, Michael. Let's go to Ted, calling from Williamsburg, Virginia. Oh, Theodore, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning. Thank you very much for taking my call, Chris. And I I just I don't want to end up raining on anybody's parade, uh-huh. but I. I I looked up the past history of the of future presidents who won the Iowa caucus, and I couldn't find anybody. <laughs> and they, even Bob Dole won it. <laughs> won it. Ted Cruz won it. Nobody after this after this um, caucus actually built up enough momentum to be able to win the presidency. Now, I just wanted to get your opinion on this. How important? Do you think the Iowa caucuses are? Well, it is a uh, it's a good question, a very good question, and you're absolutely right. Uh, Ted Cruz won it over Donald Trump in 2016. Uh, you see, uh, Mike Huckabee won the uh, the Iowa caucus one year, and here's the since 1980. Since you brought it up, Ted, since 19, which is 44 years ago now, there have been. Um, two Republicans that won the Iowa caucuses that went on to become the nominee of the party. And that is in, in uncontested races. Uh, Reagan in 1984, uh, not contested. George W. Bush in 2004, not contested. But knocking those out, there have been seven contested Republican races since 1980, 44 years. And two winners of the Iowa caucuses went on to get the nomination. As you mentioned, uh, Ted, Bob Dole in 1996, and then George W. Bush in 2000. So the reality is that statistically, and maybe in very real terms and very nuts and bolts terms, that the Iowa caucuses are not much of a predictor, historically right. speaking, right? And right. that's and that's what you're pointing to, and that's correct, right? Right. Is it just that they're just getting your organization together? Is that all it is? Just, just, just working out the nuts and bolts? I'm not sure what this is. What, what... There are a lot of bits and pieces. I'll get into it in a moment. Yeah, the Iowa caucuses. Look, this is a great American process, a tradition. And it helps the candidates to, you know, they're jockeying for position. And we just, uh, we were just talking to Ted, uh, you know, about the the history of the Iowa caucuses. Again, Ted Cruz in 2016 was the winner. Mike Huckabee won the, uh, obviously they didn't go on to become the nominees. Um, but part of it is, you know, part of it is it's, it's, I don't want to say it, but it's kind of true. It's sport. It's it's the process, and and the players get to roll out their their messages and to 
and to interact and to flip pancakes and to do all that fun stuff. Um, and the press, they, they love this. They love it better with Democrats, of course. But uh, going to Iowa, you're a young reporter. You're, you're maybe a cub reporter. Maybe you've done it again and again. So you're the grizzled old gray beard that you can share your wisdom with the young reporters that are doing it for the first time or the second time. And, and it's a, uh, uh, as I like to say, because it's true, our entire political system is now a terrible cable television show. And the it's not to disparage the people of Iowa, the Iowa caucuses. It's a great process. And, and also the candidates get to hear from the people uh, as to what the people want and, and what the people don't care so much about. There are, uh, there are lots of things that, subtler things that, that emerge from the Iowa caucuses in terms of campaigns shaping their messages and, and interacting with uh, real people, normal people. It's the reason you go to Iowa. You don't want to start in New York because you know, you'd think that everybody wants crack and free money uh, and hookers or something. You know? So you go to Iowa where normal people are. All right, let's go to, uh, let's go to uh, Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper, who's on CNN. He's a Democrat and a former Democrat Hill staffer. Um, and the, there were polls, lots of polls, uh, for the, the big contest last night. And again, President Trump got 51% of the vote. That means he got 56,260 votes from the caucuses. Ron DeSantis, you know, maybe surprisingly, but maybe not. It was pretty close between DeSantis and Haley. DeSantis got 21% of the vote versus Trump's 51% of the vote. That is almost 30%. It's 29.8%. Um, greater numbers for Trump than for DeSantis, who's number two, with, again, Trump 56,000 votes, 260, and DeSantis 23,000 votes, so not half of what Trump got, and Nikki Haley with 19% of the vote, 21,085 votes, and and Ramaswamy, Vivek Ramaswamy with uh, 8,449 votes for 7.7% of the total vote. And he announced that he's dropping out of the race, suspending his campaign, which, you know. And then, of course, they asked of Iowa Republicans who are white, born-again, evangelical Christians, how many of these white, born-again, or evangelical Christians voted for Trump? Some would say, well, Trump is going to have a hard time with those people because Trump is not really one of them, and he's he's a New Yorker, and he's and he's not a white evangelical Christian, well, he won 59% of that vote President Trump did. Six in 10 of those. DeSantis, only 18% of white born-again or evangelical Christians. Uh, Nikki Haley, 13%. Ramaswamy, 8%. So that's all pretty remarkable. Uh, and then they asked, they asked people, what would you say is a very important quality in a nominee, in a nominee? And 94%, and I believe they gave a menu of choices, 94% of Iowa Republicans said mentally fit, being mentally fit, would be a quality that they look for in a nominee. And that made me laugh when I saw that this morning. I'm like, wait a minute, 6% don't believe that being mentally fit matters? Uh, <laughs> 
A strong leader, 90% of Iowa Republicans say, yeah, being a strong leader, 90%, so 9 and 10. And it's funny, being mentally fit, 6% saying, ah, being fit, no, that's not really uh, mentally fit. Yeah, Joe Biden's president, he's not mentally fit. Can win. Is that an important quality? 82% said, uh, yeah, if they can win, that's an important quality. That means 18% said, you know, winning is not the most important thing. I want a person of character. I want a person of, uh, you know, a strong moral figure. It's Iowa. 75% said policy is very important. And I love this, 74% say that he cares or she cares. I think that's important that they care. I think that's pretty good. Most important issues facing the country, uh, polling Iowa Republicans. Immigration, number one, that means the border. 41% say most important, so your single most important issue. The biggest number is for immigration. That means illegal immigration. That means the open borders policy of the American left which is anti-American, and they're here to destroy our country. So 41% biggest number uh, say immigration. 33% said the economy. It's the economy, stupid, James Carville. And jobs, that's uh, that's big. So now you're at 74% right there. It's immigration and the economy. 7% said foreign policy. You think that might be higher with war in Europe? thanks to Biden, war in the Middle East, thanks to Biden, the Houthis attacking us out of Yemen, thanks to Biden, and Iran, which Biden has given billions of dollars to because he's not on our side. And this is kind of fun. This made me laugh. 4% said health care is the most important issue, 4%. But Obamacare fixed everything, right? Now it's all better. Sure. They polled Iowa Republicans, Iowa Republicans, Uh, Fox News poll, Iowa Republicans and um, asked about the economy. Are you getting ahead, just holding steady, or falling behind? 11% said they're getting ahead, 11%. So about 1 in 10 said, yeah, we're getting ahead under Joe Biden with Bidenomics, the Biden economy. Who's the latest Democrat to tell him to stop using uh, Bidenomics, the term Bidenomics? Now, these Democrats are just stop saying, don't associate yourself with this economy. And they keep telling us that it's great, the economy. And if you don't recognize that it's great, it's because you're too dumb to realize that it's great. So in Iowa, Republicans, 11% say they're getting ahead financially, families, financial situation. 57% said holding steady, which is pretty good. Not so bad. So that's a total of 68 uh, holding steady or getting ahead. <clears throat> and 32%, a third, falling behind. Falling behind. That's not great. Uh, 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 uh. And in New Hampshire, the next uh, state on the docket, who's doing well in New Hampshire? Well, President Trump polling with 39% in New Hampshire. The clear leader, Nikki Haley perhaps ironically now, in number two with 32%. So Trump with 39 and Haley with 32%. And this is almost crazy. Ron DeSantis has 5% in New Hampshire, 5% support. That's not good. Not good. All right, let's go, uh, let's go back to the, uh, the audio of the uh, 
the news media people. Let's go to Jake Tapper, former Democrat Party Capitol Hill staffer, uh, and uh, then journalist on Monica Lewinsky Dater. He had one date with Monica Lewinsky. It made his journalism career. That's not a joke. That's actually true. Jake Tapper last night on the television, President Trump, and they had been listening to President Trump for for a while, uh, more than 15 minutes, I think, and President Trump was speaking, CNN was carrying it, and then he mentioned the border and what a catastrophe that is, uh, and uh, CNN dumped out of it and said, well, we can't, we can't allow him to say that. We're going to seal up the border. Because right now we have an invasion. We have an invasion of millions and millions of people that are coming into our country. I can't imagine why they think that's a good thing. Donald Trump declaring victory with a historically strong showing in the Iowa caucuses. If these numbers hold the biggest victory for a non-incumbent president in the modern era for this contest, a relatively subdued speech as these things go so far, although here he is right now under under my voice, you hear him we go. repeating his anti-immigrant rhetoric. It's his anti-immigrant rhetoric. You say that the border is being invaded by illegal aliens, by the millions, which is true. Again, in the four years of the Biden administration, we may have more illegal aliens come into the country in four years than we had come in to the United States through Ellis Island in more than 60 years. And those were legal immigrants, not illegal immigrants, and the Democrats uh, tell you to go, uh, uh, how, do, how should I uh, jump in a lake? I'll try to keep it clean. Remarkable stuff. There he is with his anti-immigrant rhetoric. Really? Is that right? Because he told the truth. See, CNN hears the truth and they have to shut it down. They have to slap it down. Got to roll over it. Can't have people on CNN telling the truth about our border and the invasion of millions and millions of illegal aliens spreading out across our country like that Brazilian that was captured in New Hampshire who had been convicted in Brazil of murdering 11 people, 11, just a massacre of 11 people, convicted, given 275 years in prison, and he escaped prison, came to the United States, and the Democrats waved him in, gave him a hat and a gift basket because you're Democrats. Rachel Maddow is paid $30 million a year by MSDNC, and so she shows up every now and then to say something stupid. But they didn't carry the speech at all. They could care less. So they're the Iowa caucuses, uh, step one, state one, MSNBC was pretending to talk about it. They brought in Rachel Maddow, who doesn't normally work at all, and uh, for her $30 million a year. And the um, they say, yeah, he's a winner, but we, we don't carry the speech. We're not going to carry that because... We hate him. Um, at this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, we will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, we will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, the reason I'm saying this is, of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. As I finally got around to mentioning his name uh, at the very end, we've stopped giving a live platform to President Trump because they're journalists, you see. And, you know, again, the people that brought us every hour of every day for three years, the fake news about Russian collusion, right? Uh, they are in the fake news business. 
Hey, how about that uh, origins of the COVID-19? I've got an update for you on that today as well. They lied to us about that. They lied to us about masks. They lied to us about Fauci. They didn't hold anybody in the government accountable for anything. They, uh, they're not in the news business. Uh, Rachel Maddow, she, um, <laughs> she is doing it out of spite, so she wants to, and the entire network doing it out of spite, so she wants to make sure that she tells you that it's not out of spite because it is out of spite. That's how you know it is out of spite because she decided to say it's not out of spite that they're not carrying him. It is not out of spite. It is not a decision that we relish. It is a decision Lie. that Lie. we regularly revisit. Um, and honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy decision. Lie. But there is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. That is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. And so his remarks right. tonight will not air here live. We will monitor them um, monitor. and let you know about any news that he makes. Like the Stasi, they monitor. I always say that about the, the left. They don't listen to my show. They monitor because they're like the East German secret police. They're, they're anti-everything good. Speaking of racists at uh, MSDNC, and there are many of them, they have the Reverend Al Charlatan. They should have Tawana Brawley on to give her opinion. Uh, Joyless Reed, Joy Reed on MSDNC. Uh, last night, she's a racist. I feel like the, the important sort of data point, and, and you know, Steve talks about it a lot. He's, he's going to probably talk about it a little more tonight, is that these, these are white Christians. That this is a state that is overrepresented over by white Christians that are going to participate in these tonight. caucuses, yes. especially tonight. Well, now, wait a minute. The thing about that, we got to quote because they're white Christians. Well, let's look at the people looting Washington, D.C., and, and uh, let's size them up based on their race and their religious affiliation. What do you think? How about the carjackers in Washington? Let's look at the murderers in Washington, D.C. Uh, you want to do the racial breakdown. She is African-American, of course. And uh, isn't she the one with uh, homophobia all over her social media? The anti-gay stuff, it's not really an irrational fear. She was uh, viciously anti-gay. And then when it was found out, she lied and claimed that somebody hacked her, that uh, her social media was hacked, and somebody went in there and put all kinds of anti-gay stuff on her social media. And NBC is fine with all of this. And she's a racist and a bigot, because when you're anti-Christian, you're a bigot. You're a, a religious bigot. And she's a racist, and that's okay. These are white Christians. Yeah, especially. Now, you can obviously see the contempt dripping from every word because they're not liberals. They're the left. And she is a vicious, vile, virulent racist. That's three Vs in one sense. And uh, racist uh, she is, and an anti-Christian. And at NBC Fake News... This is fine. This is just fine. So NBC News' Joy Reid, commonly known as Joyless, Joyless Reid, was aggravated and annoyed and agitated that there were white Christians in Iowa and she disdains people like that. 
And NBC News is fine with that. I today, earlier today, reached out to Robert Jones, Robbie Jones, um, from the Public Religion Research Institute, knowing that we were going to talk about Iowa. And this is a hyper evangelical st white state. And he said the following to me Iowa hyper. is about 61% white Christian. The country as a whole is approximately 41% white Christian. And in Iowa, we're talking about evangelical white Christians. And he said the following. Because I asked him, what do they get out of supporting Donald Trump? Because he keeps losing, he keeps delivering losses and losses and losses. And he said the following, they see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country. And Trump has promised to give it yeah. back to them. How dare you? Whereas the Democrats want the country overrun with Houthis and Hamas and MS-13 and Brazilian mass murderers because they're not on our side Joyless read. All the things that we think about, about electability, about, you know, what are people gaming out or mm -hmm. none of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours and that everyone who is not a white conservative Christian is a is a fraudulent American, is a less, a less, a less real American, then you don't care about electability. You care about what God has given. That's, uh, she corrupted it, of course, because, and then they uh, ramped up the music on her because, uh, I think because they're greedy, corporate, uh, money-grubbing, uh, but they cut, and they're racist, and they're sexist. Is she gay? Because then they'd be homophobic, too. Uh, but she, is she a hat trick or just a twofer? Well, she's homophobic, so she can't be gay. Oh, good point. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, she's homophobic. That's an irrational fear of homosexuality and homosexuals, and- so she can't be gay in theory, but I don't know. That's your Democrat Party. Yeah, the Iowa, the whites, and um, boy, keep, uh, keep insulting me. She's quite extraordinary. That's your Democrat Party. That's your news media. But I repeat myself, uh, the racist analysis provided by NBC Fake News and their million-dollar anchor woman, the anti-gay joyless Reed, and she's a Lion Sacagawea as well, Major League Lion Sacagawea, but that's okay. That's no problem. Uh, also, the Associated Press decided to call the race just as it started getting going there. I've got that coming up. <laughs> John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.